0: Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get them off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows it's don't get treated like a hoe.
1: Welcome everybody to a live stream edition of Liberty Lockdown, and we are truly live Today I have on one of my favorite guests, probably the most inspirational person I know in real life, and uh, I don't say that lightly because I, I'm i fortunate to know a lot of inspirational people. He is Maj Teray. he is the host, or excuse me, not the host, the founder of Black Guns Matter, does incredible work uh, when it comes to educating people on responsible gun ownership, as they like to say. Uh, Before I bring him in, I want to thank our sponsor for tonight, and that is Young Americans for Liberty with Operation Win at the Door. Uh, If you are interested in becoming an election coordinator, uh, if you get inspired after this and you want to check out what they're doing, they actually have paying gigs, not volunteer work, where you can get your hands dirty and actually make a difference in the world. They are offering right now $2,800 pay per month, which isn't bad, plus uh, gas and housing is provided, plus You get to travel the country, uh, gain experience, make lifelong friends, and really fight for liberty in a way that makes real change at the state level. They have won 182 uh, state-level elections since 2018, and they've gone on to uh, pass hundreds of uh, liberty-minded bills such as constitutional carry, which we'll probably talk about with Maj, uh, school choice, ending COVID tyranny, ending occupational licenses, and criminal justice reform. They are doing incredible work. If you're interested in learning more or signing up to uh, to apply for the gig, it is yaliberty.org forward slash knock or in the description. Again, that is yaliberty.org forward slash K N O C K. Without further ado, the man of the hour, the legend himself, Mash Welcome in. Peace. Hey, what's going on? Oh, just chilling. I uh man, you, you had a, a crazy couple of weeks. You got referenced in a supreme court ruling or
2: at least your organization did let's start there how the hell did that happen a while back a a friend of mine who's a a very knowledgeable and informative uh, attorney said that he was going to be doing some stuff in that regard and just like that i want to help out and so um i'm always down for helping out and in essence it turned into being this now again writing, putting together a brief or working with attorneys to put together a brief. I don't want to um, in any way, shape or form take away the like years and mountains of work and research and all that other good stuff that goes into it because attorneys speak a very interesting language. Um, And it's like, I don't speak your language but I can translate what I understand and what I know in my lived experience as well as the data that we have. Um, and so that, that in essence, in the beginning, I kind of was like, nah, bro, like this ain't going to go nowhere because the Supreme Court hadn't saw real cases since maybe like 2008, 2010, McDonald versus Chicago, Dick Heller, all that, of that era. And they had passed on a few cases. So, you know, I assisted, but at the same time, I wasn't really, you know, going to like make a big deal out of it because, you know, you still keep doing different work, but sure. as it progressed, I'm like, okay, this this might be a thing, and so it it turned out to be what it needed to be. Um, the, you know, the 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 scotus, and again, I know people, especially in the libertarian movement, we we run the gambit from you know the justin amash type of energy to complete and cap. You know, so I'm yeah. saying is just, just being very clear that some people don't believe that nine people on a bench have any jurisdiction over their life. So I want to be sure. clear about that because I'm going to do whatever I want to do, regardless of what that (laughs) is. Um, And so, and I think that's right. I think we as humans have the human right as codified in the, you know, in the uh, Second Amendment to defend our lives. But fortunately, sometimes uh, the Supreme Court gets things right. These guys generally are legal geniuses, you know, barring if there is a Political play, and generally it's not supposed to be a political play. Sometimes the Supreme Court gets shit wrong. They clearly got the Dred Scott decision wrong. And the irony of that, you know, with Clarence, you know, just a Supreme Court Justice Thomas, in essence, citing the Dred Scott decision in that particular case is is amazing, especially after the you know, 30 years ago, the Biden administration or Joe Biden himself, not the Biden administration, stopped working so passionately to not even let him be on in that seat right so you know things happen you know um that idea you know i'm, I'm making this up right now nothing <laughs> can stop an idea whose time has come I just completely <laughs> off, off the top of my head but you're um, quite the wordsmith <laughs> right so um in essence it just was that and that, and that, that speaks kind of to when people say, like, even, you know, right now the abortion conversation is a, 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 a dominant theme, that speaks to wherever you are on the issue, lending energy and lending resources and, and, and your expertise or your, you know, your knowledge base. Because you could be doing something that could assist a group of people. That New York case, I don't live in New York, I live in Philly. But that New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case going that far and that sets a different precedent. And like within a week, California, you know, agencies had already sent out emails saying, take the part about show cause off of your like when people are asking for a license to carry. So that ruling was right. Um, I believe that the Supreme Court got it correct. I am not a person that's going to completely rely on um, the Supreme Court to make decisions on human rights. But if the Supreme Court in, is doing this thing right, they are there to uh, uh, determine if laws or statutes or situations are overreaching and past the constitutional restrictions. Sure. Uh, and if so, they if they made it wrong a while ago, they make it right. They made, again, Dred Scott decision was wrong. They made it right. The Roe versus Wade was wrong. They made it right. Not wrong in a sense of morally, but wrong in a sense of the constitutionality of what's this one specific case being presented. So happy to help out, uh, happy to assist. And um, I think it was real dope, man. Like literally, Black Guns Matter is a part of American history at this point. I know, dude.
1: Un- yeah. Unreal, right? That yeah. what, what, what did that feel like when you first read it?
2: Um, the first thing I, I knew it was gonna be so much misinformation, so I can't you couldn't okay. even really reflect. I'm gonna get the the whole thing, I got it printed out, I'm gonna get it framed. But um I already knew what the angle was gonna be. The the angle is gonna be and, and it has been. It's um oh, New York's going to be like the wild, wild west or so forth and so on. Most people don't understand that that in essence means New York, which was a may issue state, which means if you are not a prohibited person, you're not a convicted felon, you're not prohibited from owning firearms. Even if you fill the background out, the state of New York may issue you that license to carry outside of your home or business. Um, Just if you showed a cause that was, you know, worthy enough to them. Um, we've also seen since then, um, you know, law enforcement officers and in, in charge of those departments getting called out or arrested or charged for their pay to play scandal with the licenses to carry over there, which means it's really the government, like, you know, libertarians already know licensing is you selling us our rights back to us. Right. So I knew it was a good step in the correct direction, but I knew. And, that,
1: well, and it's, and it's stripping rights from the poor and allowing the wealthy to, you know,
2: right. And so it becomes, all right, I knew what the next rumble was going to be. This was a step in the correct direction of, but the reality is all of America should be constitutional carried. The second amendment is very, very clear. And I'm glad that some of these states are already starting to alter, you know, their their view on it based on that precedent. Now you'll have some some knuckleheads like, you know, Phil Murphy over in Jersey. You have some knuckleheads like the mayor of New York City. Um, the, excuse me, the governor of New York, all of these places, they'll they'll start to be some knuckleheads that want to somehow believe that our system of checks and balances is not right. And this is the argument it, on either side, so-called side of any argument or position or debate. When the ruling goes in your favor, the system is great. When the ruling doesn't go in your favor, it needs to be burned down and destroyed. And so we're <laughs> seeing that right now with some leftists around the country in regards to the Roe versus Wade, you know, overturn and again, these people don't even really know what that actually means. They don't understand that that's the, that's the SCOTUS going, hey, guys, the federal government at least shouldn't have anything to fucking do with this conversation. You as elected, when you have elected representatives, you guys will have the ability to tell those guys what to do if you want abortion or you don't want abortion, you want to carry, you don't want to carry, so forth and so on. This just removes the federal government's involvement at that level on it. And so I just knew that there was going to be more conversation that needed to happen. I knew that it needed to be refined and explaining shit to people in a manner that they could really get it. So we just knew that it was another job. So we high five for a minute. We paid our homage to to all of the lawyers and the New York state State, uh, rifle and pistol association. Um, All of the folks that worked a lot of, did a lot of work in in other organizations that did a lot of work on that. Um, And then we got right back to work because the onslaught of leftist media is not really, they they not really going to stop until they like have absolutely no leg to stand on. So we, you know, you enjoy, enjoy that small victory. It's a big step, but uh, you know, we, we got a, a lot more work to do.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. And, and to your point about, you know, whether or not we actually respect or, or honor the fact that these nine dudes or nine people get to uh, dictate what our rights are. I I've kind of become more of a consequentialist where I'm just like, yeah man, if if they get it right, I'm going to dance, you know? I'm, I'm going to party about it and and I'm going to like I just look at it as kind of a, a delaying the day of reckoning. Uh, you know, they could have gone the other way. They could they could basically strip us of the second amendment if if it weren't for the fact that, you know, Trump put in a, cu- a couple of uh in my opinion actual constitutionalists that are are reading this stuff in a way that you and I are more similar to do. Um so I'm not I'm not like I'm not thinking that we're safe, but I will also, you know, accept and appreciate the, the victories that we get along the way because, you know, Lord knows we need some help.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's just a tempering thought process. You know what I'm saying? It's like, again, when I've been some people about the Dred Scott decision for, I don't know, 15 years at this point, And it's like, the Supreme court agreed with that. Like it, it, and so I can't put, the reality is none of these beings have any jurisdiction over my body. None of them. I move as such. I don't, you know, unless there's a, you know, when when there were planes and people was bitching about masks and mandates and that wasn't even a law, we bought an RV, you know, like I'm just gonna maneuver. And it, it's some, some areas where I just won't go, I won't participate. Um, if there's areas where I can participate or participate without financing or supporting the thing, and still doing whatever I want, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna carry a firearm unless you have a metal detector that's gonna create a potential charge for me. I'm going there with a firearm. That's just <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Um, I'm just I, you know what I'm saying. Like it's not. Oh, I, know. I saw
1: I saw you I saw you giving your speech at the Mises Caucus event in Reno, and I was like, homeboy strap right now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
2: sure was. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't, the thing is we are free men and women if you choose to be. There are certain yeah. restrictions in place like, okay, I can't get back into the country generally if I don't have a passport, right? I, like that's a thing where I could run into an issue. Um, I've driven without a driver's license for I don't know how many years. My point though is usually those people that take the responsibility of limiting their asking for permission from the state those people generally are like upstanding like when I'm when I was driving dirty I'm a safe driver I don't want to engage with law enforcement I don't want to what it is when I go into a place I give a perfect example yesterday I was getting my truck washed and this guy really wanted to like he was arguing with the clerk and he almost like wanted to, and I didn't see him because I was fucking around in the phone zone. And I kind of cut in front of him while they're going back and forth. And he kind of like wanted to bring all of this rah-rah with me. But mind you, my car is going through the car wash and they detailing it. So I had to take my, you know, my gun bag out. And I literally have two guns in my gun bag and one gun on me. And all I could think to myself at that moment was, man, this is a part of the reason why the homicide rate in Philly is so high. You're yelling at me, have no idea what I'm capable of. And then I apologize. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, brother. I didn't even know that y'all were... You know, but I had shades on and I guess he still felt emboldened was like, you y'all keep staring at me like, it, is that and I'm like, I wasn't staring at him. I just had shades on. My point in saying that is I'm going to be a safe and responsible person regardless, because I, that's how I move and operate. Sure. And whether that's whether, again, whether that's the abortion thing, I'm going to be safe and responsible. Yeah, she's cute, but there's a potential reaction for your action. What are you there? You no, know, not even potential. There's gonna be an action for your reaction. So, what are you gonna do? As a gun owner, I'm, I'm operate the same way. There are their rules, so-called unconstitute, so-called rules and unconstitutional statutes that are violations. Again, got folks gotta know the constitution and the bill of rights is just the framers' way of saying, yo, the government can't fuck with this, which is in alignment with our value as libertarians, which is like, okay, the government can't fuck with this. So None of those rules are going to protect me when someone that doesn't give a fuck about the gun-free zone sign comes in there trying to pump rounds in people. Or that guy, if he would have pulled out a firearm, I got to get busy right then and there. So just getting people back to a sovereign, autonomous, you have this rule written down, but that shit has no jurisdiction over my life at all. In your mind and in your heart, you really got to view it that way. That gets us back to sharing liberty sharing freedom having the conversation from that standpoint and again like you said if some of these guys happen to get it right here and there awesome great you you guys just told us what we already knew so you know
1: (laughs) exactly well that uh well let let me start by saying I I really appreciate the fact that you know I I don't know the exact because I haven't read the ruling but I I saw the little snippet that you put out and I was just like damn dude that is wild like your brainchild is changing the law of the land more or less, or at least it's acknowledging the law of the land. Right. And I just, I just think that's such a, such a momentous, you know, achievement. So uh, kudos to you, kudos to your organization, kudos to your people for putting in the work and, and, you know, really changing things and and providing more Liberty for people in their real lives. I think that uh, very few people are willing to put in that time and effort. So it, you know high praise to you guys i i want to transition real quick to the Uvalde shooting um yeah. you know obviously if there was we always say like if there was more armed people there'd probably be less shootings uh, certainly less mass shootings this is one of those instances where you have a bunch of armed government officials and they don't do a damn thing and you have a bunch of disarmed civilians and they end up getting you know whacked for an hour uh have you looked into that at all? I mean, it it I mean, it just screams like though it's just one of the weirdest stories I've ever seen.
2: Everything about that story is wrong. From the from the order to stand down, right. to somehow a mom can get in there, get from de- being detained, get in there get her children them lying about they checked the door and it was locked. The door's only locked from the outside with a key. Um, Everything, without going super, you know, full tinfoil hat. (laughs) Like, planned and staged things have happened. We are all aware of Operation Northwoods, and that was the 60s. Right. So, like, false flags are a thing. The fucked up part about that is when you say it that way, even with historical reference people think that you're making light of the people that died yeah not at all false flag or not if there was would have been people there armed they would have stopped whoever's the false flag or the real guy or whatever um i want to give a huge shout out to the state of ohio for again this organization called faster saves lives has been doing work over there educating and training and arming uh educators and teachers that want to be armed taking them through the training that volunteer for this. And they, I think they're, um, it just became like law, like they would get funding and all of this other stuff over wow. there in Ohio. So that's really dope. But if we're talking about the weird look of the Uvalde shooting, absolutely is weird. The Buffalo shooting is weird. The gun that dude, that, that kid had, like, I think he worked at Burger King, like his firearms, I'm like, bro, that's like eight grand worth of stuff between the optics, between the guns, like new Daniel defense joints. Between the truck, all of that look that that just sounds fishy to me. And so we are allowed to question. Now, in me questioning, I might find out that nah he got the firearm, he saved money for four years. Who knows? Sure. But it looks weird. Um, and no one it seems to be mums the word. It's it's, it's almost as mums the word as I've been telling people like. For the last damn near eight months, the Nipsey Hustle trial has been going on.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and it's so weird because I saw footage of a guy hand the guy that allegedly shot Nipsey, hand him something. He shoots Nip. The guy, the guy that shot Nip throws it in the car. That guy comes back later, gets the car, and pulls off. I, that conversation has not fully happened. Wow, and I've never it, seen
1: the I've never seen the footage of it. For those that aren't familiar, Nipsey Hussle was a rapper in LA that was gunned down. What was it? Two years ago? Three years ago?
2: Right, for three years at this point. Okay, and so that looks strange to me. Uh, um, and it doesn't have to go as far as like CIA, you know. It doesn't have to go as far as like that. It could just be. A developer, Compton. That part of Compton is heavily under being gentrified. Mm-hmm. Nick was telling people in the community to, yo, if your granny needs some money, don't sell the house. Mm-hmm. Let's come. Let's come work something out. A billion. A developer in L.A. could be a billionaire. A billionaire could get you hit.
1: No, for sure. You know?
2: yeah. And so, saying this to say, there's an ability to question things and narratives without saying it absolutely is this. But the questioning is how we get to what we're fucking getting to so you've all day when we ask these questions about um why does this look so weird and okay because i've heard dick rod is like brandon tatum bootlick is saying shit like no police officer you know, a chief doesn't have the authority to make a tactical swat team stand down if he's the chief of police he absolutely does but nonetheless it's like Okay, even if even if they weren't told to stand down, you mean all of them unanimously got there and just decided to stand down on their own. Now, the beautiful thing, and I use the word beautiful loosely because there's nothing beautiful about these deaths. The clar- clarifying thing for us is yet another example of us learning or having to recognize that the police, Foot soldiers for the state have zero obligation to help you. These officers that were there, that stood around for over an hour, they will not be reprimanded. They will not be held responsible civically. No. So how many times does this have to happen, even though it's less than 1% of, of shootings in America? How many times does this have to happen for us to recognize that your personal protection should not be outsourced to the state, least of all? And so, Thank you. You've all these just all around weird. Um, huge shouts to uh, that mother that got in there and did her uh, thing. What um, a legend. The husband. Woman,
1: woman of the year.
2: Yeah, there was a husband that was an officer. His wife was killed in there. This was a police officer that they detained as he was getting calls, you know, from his lady. They detained her. She was shot. She died in the spot. And now some of those their stories of that particular law enforcement officer being threatened by the police union and all of this other shit. And the reality is we were not designed to be, that's why the framers of this place with their contradictions were so heavy on everybody should be armed and limited government. Yep. So you don't want people to have the means to defend themselves. You're not going to jump in and have no obligation to defend them. You, You don't have to do it. You want to detain people that say I'm going to do it myself, and you let a bunch of people get murdered. This cowardly actions is a theme. This happened in Parkland, you know. This this is so the Uvalde thing to me is solved with um, armed faculty. Whether that's the janitor, well, and I'm good with if those instructors say I'll take a class, I'll take a class to make some people feel a little bit more comfortable. They take classes, they train. I'm good with that. I think you should be able to do it regardless, but always safe and responsible and more well-trained firearms owner is always better. So if some people feel like when well, they wouldn't get the right training and if they have something like faster saves lives and you know, cities all across America, I would yeah. 100% get behind that. But this situation, um, it, it reeks, it smells weird. It's right in a midterm, right before all of this gun control legislation is pushed It's a week or two. It's like, it always comes every like, we can almost damn near predict it and set your watch to it, and it's not because dudes are just doing it this particular time. My, again, my, if I hop on my Alex Jones soapbox, it, it looks planned, and I'm not saying that it absolutely is, but that's what it looked like to me. And yeah, if no it's give me answers that <clears throat> debunk that theory, then I'm 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 going to continue to view it as such. <laughs> I, I
1: feel you. I, that's that was kind of my read on, it. and then then when I heard that. One of the uh, you know deputies or whatever was that was in the hallway like an hour before they actually moved in. Uh, his child, his child was killed in that classroom. Like that's just one of those stories that makes you go like, even if like even if there was a stand down order that came yeah. from either the the mayor, the sheriff, whoever whoever's in the chain of command that like was like, hey, don't go in. I just can't imagine as a father, like fuck your job, dude, your daughter is in there. Like, what are you doing? And, and when, you, when you hear a story like that, assuming that, that that aspect of the story is true, you have to conclude that these cops will take any order and they will never defend you. If they won't even defend their own fucking children to try and retain their job, they're never coming in for your kids, come on.
2: If anybody had any, if, if you didn't see over the last two years during the COVID arresting seven year olds for not wearing a mask, in New York. If you had this last little bit of, you know, this profession, these guys will protect our rights. If the last two years didn't show you how false that is, I don't really know. I don't know what else could tell you. They arrested children for not wearing a cloth covering over their face that scientifically has no bearing on health. They arrested And I know people have different religious views or, you know, uh, atheist views, whatever. They arrested humans that wanted to worship while they were parked in cars separate from each other in a parking lot. They arrested the pastors. They forced and went to arrest business owners that said, I need to stay open to pay my bills and have a quality of life all of this was orchestrated by the state using their agents of the state to enforce these mandates which were not laws all of these people did this designed to a get a sham election together get a guy that there's no way in the universe this guy got more votes than president obama stop (laughs) it he's clearly not paying attention out here he's falling off of bikes falling up (laughs) stairs this guy's not there He's not there. So that was the first phase. Then it was, let's cripple the economy coming into the second year of this. Let's pretend as if we created all these jobs. Just think about that. These guys literally stopped jobs, involved themselves in the private sector, then said, okay, you can open back up now and look at how many jobs we've created. If this is not Hegelian dialect, I don't fucking know what is. (laughs)
1: You're right, man. I mean that that to me was was I mean of all the insults of the past two years that that's up there for sure. That you're going to pretend like that's fucking economic growth because you unshackled us. It's like looking at the increase of GDP. We just freed ten million slaves. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, very frustrating. Well, I I think too with the uh what what really concerns me is that with the the uh, Buffalo shooting and the Uvalde shooting, you know what whatever you believe about what transpired there, the fact that they had a gun control bill lined up for Congress. You know, that shit wasn't written overnight. They were, they had been sitting on that. So like whether they were involved in planning of those attacks or whatever, like set all that shit aside, they're capitalizing on it as they always do. They're saying, saying to themselves, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And boom, they move in with the gun control bill. I, I know it, it's not the toothiest of gun control bills, but it's still gun control. And what's, what's fascinating to me is like, if you believe in the second amendment, which I do, and you have, uh, a Supreme Court, which is coming down in favor of the Second Amendment as we speak, and then simultaneously you're writing gun control bills that seems, you know, on its face, unconstitutional, and yet they don't give a fuck. And now they're to the point of talking about, uh, you know, f- uh, what's it called? Stacking the Supreme Court, adding adding su- Supreme Court justices. They're talking about ending the filibuster. Basically, it seems as if they are willing to take it to a level of complete totalitarianism. and and the only pushback we have right now is the judiciary and then people like you. <laughs> you know, like that's it. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at the Daily Job Hunt. If you are in a position of needing to change your career path to get on more stable footing, this is your first step. Go to careerhackers.com. Costs you absolutely nothing to sign up, and it'll give you some information in a daily email newsletter for free that'll prepare you for that job hunt, that'll make you stand out, stand apart. Just give you some tips on how to become a better job applicant or to pursue the job of your dreams in the entrepreneurial realm. Either way, this is the time to do it. Again, go to careerhackers.com, sign up for the daily job hunt, and thank me later. Uh, it's pretty I think wild, that's man. Like
2: fucking it. It's like, oh, maybe, like, again, I wasn't a fan of Trump on the Second Amendment, but I I will say, him, him, un- you know, the unfortunate demise of those justices created an opportunity for like, all right, we'll we'll at least have this. But the reality is, if we're already relying on the Supreme Court who could choose to not take a case, mm-hmm. if we're already relying on that for to def, like if all of the elected officials don't understand the Constitution to the point that it has to get to the Supreme Court for it to be like legitimized. We're in a bad fucking space. Like the civic process, we seeing people like AOC talk about stuff like, you know, well, it needs to be gutted and removed. And again, it's only when it's like my friend used to say, this is going to sound messed up, but I found some solace in it. My friend used to say a lot of the women that he dated were like children with tits. And when he said that, I was like, "Ouch, bro!" And this emotion here—I was like, "Why do you? Why do you even think that?" He's like, "This emotional entitlement and not sitting down and figuring out things." Now, one, the question could be, "Well, what type of chicks are you like? You know, attracted to?" Yeah. But it speaks to the same thing that I'm seeing at AOC. She looks like a like a mentally a child with a great set of tits. And it becomes a, she does have a great set of tits. And (laughs) so her lack of understanding of the job and her saying when she doesn't get her way, saying it needs to all be like gutted and removed. Were you saying that when it wasn't your sake, when it was your sacred cow, but you were in the winning seat?
1: Exactly. So for
2: the last 50 some odd years, No one said gut the Supreme court in relation to Roe versus Wade. No one said it, but now that the constitutionality, and again, I admit, that's why I I don't listen to any of these guys, regardless, I can agree with the outcome, but there are nine dudes and dudettes sitting there (laughs) making decisions for 330 million people. I disagree with that. That is, I understand the process. But as the individual, I choose to go, no, on certain things. I think that having a moral conversation and having a legal conversation are different things. So when we have someone like AOC that's in that position, that is having an an emotional reaction with a great set of tits, it amazes me that people aren't able to evaluate that and say, this person either doesn't understand the civic process of this place that we've mostly accepted that this is the process, Or you acknowledge it, but you just want to destroy it. And, okay, let's destroy it if you have something better. What are we replacing it with? And if you can't tell me those things, it's no different than me. I'm not arguing somebody about Roe versus Wade. I don't care. It's your personal thing. However, I don't think that the state is the best decider of fates. So I would champion it becoming from the federal government to the states where you have more involvement. And I would love to see it go to the point of don't ask, don't tell. We're not arresting people for it. We're educating people more and we're having preventative maintenance. Now that may not be the most, some libertarians might agree with it. Some may not because some people may say, well, the one thing that we do want government to do is to go after people that kill people. And I understand or, or beings, I understand that but that's a slippery slope we at least got to acknowledge that that part of the conversation most conversations have nuance right with that being the case i'm my moral dilemma and conversation about it can exist and i can say everything that the state does they fuck it up so if we really want an answer we shouldn't be relying on the state to make that decision hmm. we should collectively come up with something and so this robust more well-rounded, nuanced, and layered conversation about it. When you cut off one section and you're not allowing, you know, just because it's, again, your sacred cow is your thing and you're right in the moment, the cherry picking and picking and choosing and leaving objectivity at the door does not help. It just doesn't. That's yeah. why I love that the Mises Caucus got rid of, or the party got rid of, that plank about abortion. Let's argue about it within the party, but let's not pull people away from the party that have differing views on it. You guys totally argue agree. that shit on your own. It's a very personal conversation. Same thing with gun on the ship. Don't ask me if I got a gun if you anti-gun because if you I, I, one, I may just not tell you. But everybody in the universe knows I got a fucking gun on me, <laughs> and I'm like super gonna protect you if need be. But if you don't really want to know that answer, and if it honestly, it doesn't have anything to do with you, you know? And so it's a a balanced approach to that. And I think that if we start getting back to that and being honest about, yeah, I morally may be against, you know, and I'm using abortion a lot because it's a hot button topic right now and it's very polarizing. Morally, I'm against it, right? I also don't think the state should have anything to do with it. I also recognize that even if... States choose, California's going to have abortions. It's going to like for the next 30 years, at least, unless there's a massive push for r- more right of center thought, California is going to have abortions, right? But then, okay, the states that don't have them and the, the person doesn't want to move from, I don't know, Texas, Alabama, wherever, right? If that person gets raped, which makes up a very small percentage of abortions, we have to account for that woman that was violently raped that says, I do not want to, like, I I can't, she has to search her own soul for that. I think the nuance of conversation is what we're missing. And that is a part of the liberty process, if that makes sense.
1: No, I totally agree, man. uh, Not surprisingly, you and I see the abortion topic the exact same way. It's like, I do find it morally reprehensible. And yet, simultaneously, I don't trust or want the government to be, you know, locking up doctors and, and pregnant or women that have, you know, it's, it's all it's all like but this is a very it's a it's actually a good topic for libertarians because yeah. it forces us outside of our box because it strikes two two different things that we value which is you know not having the government involved in our lives but simultaneously the protection of life and it, it's uh i think it it forces us to really think and i think that's good that's healthy um but right. at the same time like i i'm nervous man i'm i'm a little nervous about some of the states that are going to go real Harden the paint on on, you know, imprisoning people over this stuff, like so much so that some states are talking about laws where if you want an abortion, they will it, they will criminalize it if you leave the state to go get one. So, like, if you leave no, the state, I, yeah, to go that, to Cal- that that's like, now
2: I can easily go like, y'all want some fuck shit at that point.
1: It's yeah, like it's
2: too much because that's like me. it's If I'm like, all right, I just I just want this kind of gun and you guys don't allow me to have it here. Allegedly. So I'm gonna go over here and get it. And then you criminalize me for going over there to get it. It's like, or or if I, even if I, cause like you can't buy a gun without that state's whatever. Or maybe I go to that state and buy it privately. And mm-hmm. then I bring it back. And it's like, we, you going to jail. And it's like, bro, co- cool the fuck down, Mr. Operation <laughs> Fat Furious. Like, cool out. Like, you know, you you, Your government has no moral or legal grounds to tell me as a safe and responsible firearms owner you know, so there's merits of both sides. And I think that, like you said, the libertarian conversation is, and I, I want us to have those dialogues and then have a drink without going like, fuck this party or fuck this person. Like, I think that part is, is really dope. Um, I just, I, I don't, I truly believe that the middle ground is, as as with most things, Let's just educate people on this stuff. We at the Solutionary Center in Philly, we're going to start adding pre- pregnancy prevention classes. That'll be free. I want to get with these companies. Hey, man, just give us 1,000 Plan B pills. Just give us 1,000 Plan B pills. Hey, you had a crazy night. You got 72 hours, bro. Boom. <laughs> or, or, hey, here are some... Here are some... Um, uh naturopathic contraceptive you know uh options and here's condoms along with here are the side effects associated this natural contraceptive may not be as effective as the super chemically stuff but the super chemically stuff hey ladies the nanoxidil 9 can add to cysts in your ovaries and things of that nature telling people the side effects of each one and at the last minute, it's like, look, come here to get a plan B pill a one, and just hold on to it in the tuck, just in case. Because I believe that most people don't just most. There are some really fucked up women out here that are like, yeah, I'm getting pregnant and I'm killing it. That exists. Yeah. Um, but it's rare, fortunately. Yeah, it's, it's there. I think most women would rather not. So if we go, well, they know the answer. And it's like, yeah, they do know the answer. Or maybe they don't. So instead of arguing about it and not making it so polarizing, Hey, if you do want to learn about these things, because a lot of people don't even know a fucking natural, uh, contraceptives exist, even including guys like, yo, bro, you telling chicks to go get abortions. You don't want to have kids. What, what are vasectomy options like for you? These are ways that we can create bridges as opposed to allowing media to create these extremely polarizing narratives that we somehow think we have to be subject to we don't i can just go yo bro i don't give a fuck if you pro-life pro-choice would you prefer if you asked? i'd bet money if you asked the vast majority of people do you want to have an abortion the vast majority of those women would say fuck no fuck no it's the lack of resources, the lack of understanding, the lack of... We can educate and inform ourselves out of these conundrums, whether it's the gun conversation, the liberty conversation. Yo, just fall back. Let people make decisions. Use the resources that you have to inform people. It's, just, it's exactly what happened in the 90s when teen pregnancy was a big deal. This is like a huge talking point for me. I have to call it a talking point now because it's so right and exact. In the 90s when there was... Massive amounts of teen pregnancy, we didn't outlaw, like, teen fucking. We just educated young people about the process. And damn near overnight, teen pregnancy, like, dwindled, you know? And so it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. Somebody, Scott Bellin, just said, how about just being libertarians and not tell another man what to do with his family, right? Okay. Now, let's go into the nuance of that. You don't tell your daughter about it because it, it, she's she's adult to make she's 19 she can make her own decisions. You didn't educate her. You didn't inform her. We're not telling people stuff to make them make the decision we want them to. We're telling them stuff to educate themselves about the pros and cons of each thing. I don't care where you land. I would prefer that you have the information though. So if we don't tell our daughter, my daughter's in the other room. She's 6. I'm dreading that conversation. But when I have to have that conversation with her, I'm going to, we're going to sit down with her. We're going to have the this, this, and this. This will get you this, this. It's like the fucking movie, The Life of Pi. That kid, when he was a kid, one of the parents was like, we'll teach him about all of the different belief systems so he can engage each different person from an intelligent space as he comes across a Hindu, a Christian, a Muslim, a whatever. Same concept. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a, Hey, I'll inform you now. Am I going out to talk to somebody else's fucking child about sex? Hell no. What I will do is create the space like the solutionary center and any adults, young adults that want to learn about this can choose to voluntarily come learn, put the information in their head and do what they choose to do with it. I'm not, I'm not a fan of having a fucking conversation about sex with anyone, unless it's some hot girl that I'm about to try to have sex with. <laughs> this is, of course, complicated. And so making the space where people want to come learn, making the space where people come learn about firearms or this, and all these different classes that we have at the Solutionary Center, to me, that's a good middle ground. That's a good middle ground. I don't even know need to know where you're at. If you came to my class, the firearms class, I'm going to assume that you want to learn about firearms. I'm just going to teach you about firearms. If you find that information out, you leave and you're like, man, I still am anti-gun. I don't even know you're anti-gun. You just have more information. You know, it's just more of a balanced approach.
1: This this is such an absurd statement by Scott. No disrespect to Scott. But uh, imagine your neighbor has a five-year-old and four-year-old and you hear them beating the shit out of him every night. Like, I'm not even saying... That you need to call the cops necessarily, but if you're not going to intervene at some point, that's absurd. I mean, if yeah. like if you if you could like see it, I, right? I just I don't I don't like it when libertarians go down this path of like don't don't tell people what to do with their kids. It's like some people do really fucked up things to their kids, man. Come on, like there are it's like, circumstances.
2: It's like, bro, and, and and again, if I see that's yeah, because it's like, and and maybe Scott means it a little bit more layer than how it came off right the type of course it's text so it's text so it gets whatever you know what i'm saying but it becomes like uh oh well just don't tell anybody anything well you're as you're saying this you're telling us what we should or should not do so you're in like indeed right now violating the very same advice (laughs) that you're telling us to do right so if it was just that libertarians would just be monks and just not say anything right that's that's and a we little, have a problem with little, that yeah that's like a little that's like so for me it's just like let's split the difference the difference is if you ask me what my view is i'll tell you i know people i am against abortion i know women that were in fucked up spaces that even women that i've slept with and have gotten pregnant i don't i'm not with that however We view this differently. I'm not going to judge you negatively and fucking you're the worst person ever, forever. That decision is your decision because it's in your body. If you ask me my perspective, I'll tell you. Sure. And after you go through this procedure, if you decide to, I'm going to help you heal from that fucking trauma that you just went through because it's fucking traumatic. And if you don't know how traumatic it is, When you go through it, you'll be able to determine that and that crying and fucking it's that surgical procedure that you went to to snatch life out of your body. I'll help you through that trauma. The problem that we have as not just libertarians, but humans is our ego, man. My Nana used to say all of the time, I quote this damn near in every interview now. My nana used to say, respect the devil. The devil, you're smart, but the devil is ancient. (laughs) Anything that you think you're getting over on, on the devil, the devil's seen it a thousand times before. So our want to be smart and egotistical makes us forget to be objective humans that practice empathy. I can literally completely disagree with you. And after I disagree with you, all right, man, come on, let's go get, like, children. Children fight it out for a minute, and then, like, okay, back to fucking Care Bears or whatever shit they watch now, right? So we should start looking to be that. And, again, when we talked about the Reno speech, you know, I think Sarr works a dick. However, I think he's a plant. That's what I think. I have no proof of this. It's just he moves, like, the ops. Nope. So when I see that, I'd still be willing to go, yo, bro, if you change some of that policy in the way that you approach it, this, there's new, new sheriffs in town. If you still want to utilize, I think he can put together a convention. If you still want to utilize some of that stuff for the overall movement within these parameters, absolutely. And this is someone that has lied on me. So that's the part that we're, in essence, kind of missing, the ability to go. I disagree with you fundamentally here and here. Here here and here we we have some overlap. Can we move forward with liberty and not be egotistical men with like emotion like children like instead of being emotional like children with tits as men we should be like non-emotional men with muscles or beards or whatever the fuck we got. You know and so that's most difficult, and that was the point of the speech there in um in Reno at the you know at the Mises you know bash. That's a difficult skill set, and I don't want to have to do a purity test when we having a libertarian conversation about who's got the most books in the study the application that's great, and let's chop it up and challenge each other absolutely. but going outside. What where can I create the least amount of friction while maintaining my core principles, meeting people where they are, and nine times out of ten, education about an issue, you get more, you know, um, flies with that honey. More, and I'm not talking about fucking pandering, I'm not talking about like the, the fake woke shit. I'm saying here's what libertarianism is, here's the big tent that we actually are that the GOP pretends to be. We'll have some interneasing squabbles about some things, but we all in accord with bodily autonomy, limited fucking the state. Even the extreme, you know, end of ancap that does, or, or anarchists are like, all right, if we base our base point is limited government, that's the extreme for me. So at right. least we'll get that. You know what I'm saying? And so sharing that with people, I think that's a much more um, healthy and productive approach, or at least it's been for me. In this, in this last six years or so.
1: Dude, I feel you. And by the way, that speech was legendary. I told you at the diner afterwards, I was like, that shit was fire, man. Uh, someone yeah. says, how big a bag of money, Clint, would it take for you to turn on the movement? Maj's most impactful statement at the bash. Uh, there is no amount. Uh, this is this is what's really great about being in the position I am. Because I'm financially free, because I have everything I want in life other than maybe a family at some point, you can't fucking buy me, man. And, and I, I loved your speech because it really uh you know it just challenged it challenged everybody in the room it was like it was like yeah we're all celebrating yeah we've made progress you know minimal progress but progress nonetheless uh yeah. kind of like the supreme court ruling it's like it this is a fucking step dude this is not this is not the end game by any stretch of the imagination and i yeah. and i think that what was really powerful about it is like it it highlighted that what we're doing is dangerous and it right. is it is right. revolutionary in many ways right. and and if we are to be successful we're going to be labeled terrorists, you know, like, and I'm not even saying, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying we're going to do any terrorist shit. I'm just saying they're going to label us that like fucking John Brennan's already talking about how libertarians are, are, you know, some of the biggest threats in the country. It's fucking madness. But this is the, this is the reality we should be facing. And I, I just, I appreciated that while everybody's up there kind of giving a hoorah and a pat on the back speech, you got up there and you're just like, y'all ain't ready. <laughs>
2: you're like, yeah, you guys not, are not
1: ready not. for what's coming.
2: I, I think that the challenge was to challenge. Yes. The challenge was to, um, get people to, you know, when I take, when I take, um, when I take like 72 hour sleep outside, don't die, eat food, uh, eat, eat vegetation that you find, find water that you find courses, um, One of the things that my guy I kill says all of the time is like in those courses where you're pushing yourself, you got to find small victories. So if I find a field of dandelions, dandelions are edible. And if I have to procure food from the land, I'm going to have a plastic bag and I'm going to have a fucking bag of dandelions. That's And if I find a, a a downstream way up of water that I can purify with my iodine tablets and it might not taste the best, but I found some clean water that I can drink. That's a small victory. That was dandelions and that fucking water will keep you fucking alive. And that's a step in the direction to get to the mission. Now, once we get to the, the destination, we still might have to put work in. We still might have to engage that target. However, these little steps go towards the thing. And I think that's important. But in addition to it being important, we can't lose sight of the overall mission. Those missions are brutal. You know what I'm saying? And it becomes like a like once once every few weeks, I sleep outside, including in the winter. I got a I got a go bag and I have a ruck and I have my gun, my rifle, and I sleep in a like a like a But what do you call it? A sleeping bag outside. I knew you
1: were a savage, but this is next level.
2: (laughs) One, it gives you such an appreciation for the shit you got like this shit, like all of these phones and shit. Two, it makes you slow down. Three, it makes you just appreciate heat, like having to make a fire and keep it low overnight, having to sleep outside. There's woods behind my house. Having to sleep in um, unsafe situations makes you appreciate, I don't care if you got a one bedroom, a studio, I don't care, you rent in a room, I don't care, you're going to really appreciate that room when you sleep outside in the weather, and like, when, especially when it's cold, because it's cold the whole time. It's not like, in the wintertime, it's cold, that's it, I live in Philly, it's cold, and so those steps are part of the reason why I wanted to kind of like challenge each other, and us all to kind of like, yo, I want to make this dude wrong. I'm, you know, because I have a number. My sellout number is—I've been very clear about it. It's eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> if you guys so, see me with two it- black, this is how you know I got the money, and you should—I've been compromising. You shouldn't fucking listen to me anymore. <laughs> If you see me with two Bentley Continental GTs, one black and one white, if they're the same car, I have been effectively compromised and I secured the bag.
1: Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Expat Money Show. If you are interested in expatriation, if you have listened to this entire interview with Maj Touré and you've come to the conclusion, I can't do it. I'm not ready to fight. I'm not ready to to stand up to all this insanity. I don't blame you. And guess what? There are other options. Thank goodness. And someone as brilliant as Mikkel Thorup uh, has spent the past decade plus, maybe 20 years almost now, preparing and putting together all of the information that you could possibly need to take those steps towards expatriation. Expatriation meaning you wanna move to a different country. You wanna leave the US or if you're in a different country, you wanna leave that country and move to the US or wherever you wanna go to. This is how you get the resources and that knowledge to be able to make those decisions. And trust me when I tell you, There is a lot more that goes into expatriation than you could possibly imagine if you haven't looked into it. Uh, Great opportunity to learn more about that process, see some of these other countries, understand their strengths, weaknesses, immigration strategy, investment strategy, all sorts of information. Mikkel Thorpe is one of the best, if not the best in this field. Trust me when I tell you, go to expatmoney.com or click the link in the description for Expat Money Show on YouTube and elsewhere. Let's get back into the show.
2: Don't listen to me anymore. I'm I was gonna, say, you
1: know, I, I was go gonna say, if I see you in a black Lambo, I know I know not to listen to you anymore. But you, well, you're the Bentley. If, route. Them,
2: if y'all see me with two Bentley Continental GTs, one I'm still good because that's my favorite car. <laughs> but if you see me with two of these, the same car in black and white, it's fucking over. <laughs> over. I have 800 Fuck. million dollars. It's, it's, it's done. That's my number. <laughs> And yeah. and would I sell the movement out? No, I just stopped talking. I just stopped going out. I stopped pushing for liberty. If it got to the point that I've been that effective, that the government says we got eight hundred million for you, and unmarked whatever bills, crypto, whatever the fuck I want, land eight hundred million worth for whatever. If it got that impactful that they gave me that. Me, if you give me, you are gonna give me eight hundred million dollars. There's almost no more talking I need to do because I've that clearly impacted so many. Yeah. So that's my number. CIA, Sarwark, if you guys are listening, <laughs> drop eight hundred million off and this whole thing stops. You got one less chess piece on the board. You don't gotta like load my plane up. You don't have to like get me shot at my solutionary center you don't gotta do none of that just drop the bag off you know what i'm saying that's right
1: Ten thousand bitcoin and he's out um so i wanted to (laughs) i wanted to to read to you my thread today uh just because i i figured you could probably add some cool things to it i've never done anything like this but i have a thread that's kind of going a little mini viral and i thought that you'd be a perfect person to add to it so Uh, I'll just read it real quick it says uh, I've I've been meaning to do this thread for a while so here it goes this is going to be harsh message but I believe millennial Gen Z young men need to hear it I'm not going to make any concessions to the people this thread isn't intended for so if you're a feminist please skip it Uh, most of you came of age during the Great Recession the rest arrived just in time for the insanity of lockdowns and now the inflationary recession we've just entered did it suck absolutely. Many of you were put on meds because you were, quote, overactive or, quote, couldn't pay attention in class. The media, schools, influencers have made it in vogue to shame you for what makes you special, masculinity. Does all of this suck? Yes, no doubt. Here's the thing, though. None of that matters. Your lineage is filled with savages. You wouldn't be here if they weren't. What we need now is for you to stop the pity party and get back to what is quintessentially special about you, your ability to lead, to protect, to fight, to build, to be strong. The next decade is likely to be the most tumultuous in, in any living person's lifetime. If you can't let go of injuries you received during childhood, you have little chance of becoming the man you need to be today. These times will either make you tough or they will break you. The good news is that you already know all of this. Deep down, you can feel it. Thank your genetics for that anxiety disorder. It is your own internal compass sensing that something is wrong. It isn't apparent to most people because we are surrounded by abundance, but you can feel it. This isn't sustainable. The train has no conductor, but there is hope. You were born to take the wheel. Don't leave this problem to the next generation. There is no time. Stop looking for your elders to remedy what ails. They got us here. Stop looking for an apology. It's never coming. Stop looking for a leader. Become one. You can feel the pressure of this moment and run from it, or you can face it head on for the sake of humanity. You need to face it with the full might of whatever shred of masculinity you have left after years of propagandized suppression. Honor your ancestors by channeling their strength. They've gone through far harder times than we have. They made it through. You can choose a life of quiet desperation, or you can be the heroes we need in our most trying time. Which path will you take? No more excuses. So I just think that that is, that is kind of your message. This is like solutionary shit. And, I, and as soon as I got done with it, I was like, oh, shit, I'm having Maj on tonight. This is perfect. Uh, yeah. Anything you'd add there, man?
2: No. There's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dishonor that by adding anything. I think oh, that that's nice, man. It's, it's concise. It's exact. It's needed. It's 100% factual. Like, if you, it's like, it's like when it's like is telling Neil, like, you you know, or even Trinity kind of like being like, you searching for something and you feel it in your gut, like something's not right. You know this, you know, you know, my daughter's homeschooled. She's got a lot of energy. I'm all right, cool. We'll go to the playground. We'll, I, there's soccer um, things that we're putting together, like goals. We go, she's in soccer. She's in gymnastics. She's in swimming. She has a gun, she's six, and so I'm not gonna like make her dim her light, right? Because somebody's like, Oh, she needs Ritalin out of here, bro. Yeah, like she needs a nap after running around, and that's it, <laughs> like right. that's it, you know what I mean? And so, nah, that's that's right and exact. And more specifically, obviously, is my daughter, but in regards to young men even more so because we primarily are the protectors and the providers. So like, yeah, tighten the fuck up. This is the reason why there's an explosion of like dudes like Kevin Samuels, you know, Jordan Peterson, I got all of his books around here. Yeah, me Um, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like the reason why these guys are exploding is not because just they're bringing forth to light some epiphany about shit. The thing that men have, young men, have been quiet about that's brewing in their belly, those words are like, boom, those light bulbs are going off and guys are gravitating towards it. You got guys like um, Liver King, who's like eating raw food and lifting fucking weights and like fucking like getting more to a primal thing. You know, we're at the end of that cycle of bad times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak people. Our, Our commander in chief, can't ride a bike. <laughs> it's true. You know, and can't, half the time, you know, me having a grandparent that suffered from dementia, I see it. Oh, hell yeah. And he goes in, and then other times I'm like, we don't fucking know which guy we're going to get. <laughs> you know, and it becomes like, okay, that's the guy from the 80s in Delaware. Okay, I can see him, a little bit of him in there. When he's going through those episodes, we see even his cabinet and staff, when Obama was at the White House and damn near everybody was ignoring him. Not Obama, but Biden. We see that everybody in that world or that room sees when he's going through that thing and they kind of fall back off of him. Or his handlers are like, let's go this way, you know, Papa Joe. And so (laughs) these these are the things that, you know, the the spartans he he's not fit to lead yeah you know at close. this point you just got to you 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 got to go you got to go you know if from the gate if the baby's misshapen which was kind of fucked up in the movie but it's like now nah, we need if you a soldier like when leonidas told effiantes you're great and all of that the humpback dude in the movie but we protect our team in a single impenetrable force. You can't lift your arm beyond this point. You leave one area of us open, leaving the rest of the team open, which means I can't use you for the field. If you really want to help, you can do X, Y, and Z. And that's just, that's not being mean. It's just our collective is made up of a bunch of strong individuals that get on code to what we got to do to protect this situation. Leadership has to be right. We, I can nerd out all day. We could take it back to fucking Game of Thrones. Kyle Drogo, once he let that wizard witch lady put the spell on him, he was not fit to lead the rest mm-hmm. of, you know, he wasn't. And the team was like, we got to keep it moving, you know? And so, damn, speaking of that, I should start watching that shit all over again. Damn. <laughs> but it's just a certain level of strength that's necessary that a lot of these young men... You know, I I love, I saw some footage of, and I I screen grabbed it. It was in Philly. I seen these young guys after school a couple of weeks back, fucking fighting, fucking fighting. And the fight was over, and everybody went their separate ways. Nobody got shot. These group of guys is fighting these group of guys, and fucking that's it. I would rather that. I don't, I, I've had people run on me getting jumped in a fight because they were cowardly. I would rather them have went through the Yagogi and be a strong person. That's damn near a rite of passage. I want, when we get out of this facility at the Solutionary Center, when we get a bigger facility, I'm putting a fucking boxing ring in there. Anybody that got oh, an yeah. issue, come in and fight.
1: Beautiful. I'm telling yeah. you, man, th- this, this is the, this is the energy I got from your speech. In fact, like, like it wasn't just, Telling people like what risks they're, they're going to face, but it was also challenging their manhood. Uh, yes. Like even though there was there was women in the room too, obviously, but it was really challenging the manhood of everybody present. Like it was like, are you fucking ready? Like yep. is this is this is this something you believe so deeply that you are yeah. actually willing to risk yourself, risk everything that you hold dear? And it's like I think the vast majority of people, the answer to that, if they're being honest with themselves, it's no. Like it's definitely no. Um, yeah, and but, if just no.
2: Tell me where so we can find a place for you in the army. Right, right. It's not on the field. You are not yeah, seeing
1: you Your surveillance.
2: <laughs> you, and, and all of those jobs are key for the army. When people are like, well, he was in the military, but he didn't see combat. He was keeping the internet on. And okay, maybe he was. But the soldiers that fucking the sniper that was been behind glass... For fucking two days, waiting for the bad guy to come out and had to put them rounds on target and get out of there without being caught, captured, or fucking murdered. When he gets back and his he can get a, a day, and then he can fucking Skype his child. That guy's job is insanely important to that sniper that just put some work in. For sure. There's yeah. a, a position for everybody in the army. Having a everyone has to be. Combat ready perspective of it. I understand being physically fit, but everybody's not built for special fucking forces. Exactly. The quicker we come to you know to terms with that, it's like me, like bro. I am a point guard. I can see the floor. I can translate how what the floor looks like and give. He's a center. Get him to rock. The guy guarding him can't fucking guard him. Right. You know what I'm saying. When I, when I give so much of an energy and a shout to my guy, Mike Heiss, I spoke to him today. For those that don't know, he's the um, founder of the Mises Caucus. You know, I give Mike such such praise because Mike's not, like, trying to be, like, this tough fucking argumentative dude. He is a fucking soldier for liberty. And he knows his role. He knows how to go... All right, that guy's gonna be great for that. That person, let's put that person. unless he can build those coalitions. That I, I'll take one or two of those dudes over fifty dudes that have not come to terms with what their current reality is, and they're yeah for like, sure it's a situation.
1: Yeah, you know, and no, that's
2: he's, knowledge itself is a big thing.
1: I, I hope I hope he doesn't take uh, offense to this description, but to to me, he's kind of like the libertarian Karl Rove. like he's working he's working behind the scenes as a political you know uh i don't know puppeteer almost where he's like he's identifying people's strengths and he's and he's weaponizing them or using them in in what they're best at i think you need people like that and you need people like you said everybody with a strap's not a shooter like you're gonna have people that are are bluffing they're fronting and it's like we're gonna find out and i'd rather not find out when shit actually gets heated you know
2: i don't want to fucking find out in the middle of this shit <laughs> yeah, cause we're not gonna be friends after that. <laughs> exactly. Cause you're gonna run on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and as opposed to my friends that are like, "Hey, man, I'm not, I'm not doing that." I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck with you." Great, that's awesome. Where can we put you, man? I just, I kind of want to like, I'll get the schedule together, and I'm great at that. Fucking yeah, cause I'm, I'm <laughs> trash at that. Air support is a thing. Yep. And it's like support from the air, bro. Support from the Wi-Fi. And yep. recognizing that and challenging people to find out. And that's, and I don't, I hope, you know, and I'm pretty sure most people didn't, but not to take that as a diss. It's not a diss. I am not good at a lot of stuff. I am I excel at recognizing where my strengths and weaknesses are and going, I gotta delegate that part. Some of that shit I want to be good at. I want to be good at certain shit, but I'm just like, nah, man, I'm that, that one, that one's not in the, or I could get good at it, but the amount of time, energy, resources, and thought that it would take, it detracts from the area where people need my skill set more.
1: Well, it's it's Adam Smith. It's division of labor and specialization. Like why would you, why would you spend your limited, uh, you know, hours in the day doing something that you're not, great at. And I think that that's, that's fortunately, that's where we're at. You know, now we got enough people that are really in this thing for real, that you can actually have specialization. You can have people yeah. that are specializing on messaging or training people up when it comes to, uh you know, gun safety and, and utilization, right. things like that. And it's just like, this is, this is the next step. But I think at the same time, like, it's just important that we challenge people to improve themselves too. Like yeah. it, not even saying, not even saying that you got to like become uh, you know a, a world-class fighter or a world-class right. marksman or anything like that i'm just saying like fucking stop making excuses you know like i'm right. just so sick of the fuck i'm just so sick of the fucking excuses it's like yeah i know everything's fucked up man like i know it is i know as right. well as anybody i talk about it all the fucking time but at the right. same time like i'm not gonna be the victim of this shit like i'm gonna fucking no. find a way or i'm gonna die trying you know that's how i look at it
2: and if i die this is the, the thought process that i live by if I'm not dead, it's not that deep. And if I'm dead, I'm free. <laughs> there you go. There you so, go. So, like, line your ducks up in a row. Make sure your family's financially set up. Continue to get money and resources. Put it back into liberty and, and keep moving forward. Like, it's it's very simple. It's just hard because it's simple because now you have to repetitively chop down your ego Um. Delegate, recognize weaknesses, recognize strengths, you know, and that level of egoless approach is difficult, you know, and For sure. then doing it repetitiously. Reps is how our mind creates that neural net. Then you got to do that. You know, it becomes a thought process that we really have to um Challenge, like you said, challenge ourselves to get in alignment with. And again, most of the people I think even that night didn't take what I was saying as disrespect. No, not at all. Because it wasn't intended to be as such. And if we can move forward 1% every day, getting better 1% every day, I like our chances against the other two guys. I like our chances. You know what I'm saying? If we number three, cool. We on the podium. I ain't mad at that. We'll do next Olympics. We'll be right there.
1: Exactly. You know? I'm, gonna, I'm I'm just gonna train extra hard in the offseason because I'm coming back with a motherfucking vengeance.
2: <laughs> that's it.
1: Anyways, the, at, at, at,
2: the thing is, we're in the Olympics already. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
2: Like we've already lapped everybody else, so we're in the Olympics now. We're just competing against the bigger boys, and that's all. That's just a lot of work and and cutting out some of the bullshit that we shouldn't be participating in for progress. And you know, I take our chances.
1: I love it. Well, that's, a, that's a great way to end it. We always, uh, the full arc from dark pessimism all the way back up to optimism. Uh, I already have in, in the description for this episode, I already have solutionary center so that people can contribute. Uh, I have your handle for Twitter, but anything else you'd like to leave the people with?
2: Yo, man, just be cool. Be good to people, you know? To, to, you know, know y'all know the phrase, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, you know? um, If you want to support any of the classes across the country or at the center... Um, gibsongo.com forward slash solutionary um if you want to register for classes um uh go for, excuse me uh, uh uh solutionarylifestyle.org that's where you can register for all of the classes are free if you have a skill set if you're an editor if you want to teach a class on anything we do not charge people to use the space for the time that they're using it if you want to kind of fill in teach a class i might pop in kick it see what you're doing um that's you can do that at email us solutionary lifestyle at uh gmail whatever man just like just generally be cool you know reach out to people that you disagree with try to establish those olive branches if it can't happen it can't happen they they have the right to completely not associate with you you know what i'm saying just be cool man chill out delegate more think more work hard more work smart more and uh yeah, man, if you're going through something, email me, maj at gmail.com. You know, I always try to end with, like, you know, most of the so-called violence in America in relation to firearms is suicides. So if you're going through some shit, 60% of them, suicides. Email me. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Send me your fucking phone number. I'd rather talk to you about your issue than yeah. read your motherfucking obituary. So just be kind. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? and let's be supportive of each other i love it that's a
1: great way to end it i i I can't tell you how many dms i got over the past two years because i was so focused on the lockdowns of people saying that they were like they were near the end and and uh you know it breaks my heart but at the same time it makes me feel very blessed to be in a position where i can lend some advice or i can you know just let someone know that they're not alone so that's very very honorable of you to offer that um thank you again master ray you are a legend i cannot wait to have you on again but uh I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man.
2: No doubt. Peace.
1: I want to thank Maj Teray for coming on. I told you this dude is like—I don't even know how to describe it. Like, obviously, we have such different backgrounds. He's from Philly. Uh, obviously, he's a much bigger gun guy than I am. But man, his his energy, his fire, his spirit speaks to me. It does. I, I can't. I can't say it any other way. Like the dude's just a legend. Uh, the way he talks. his worldview. I just think it's fire, and I think that that's the type of energy we need. Uh, I could be wrong, but I doubt it, (laughs) because if he fires me up, I know he's capable of firing up a lot of other people, and we need some fire, and that dude brings it. Uh, If you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com Sign up for my locals. I will be doing an AMA next week before I head to Michigan uh, for the LP convention with Justin Amash. Going to be presenting there. It's going to be awesome, but In the meantime, or in the interim, on my Locals channel, I will be having any of my lovely listeners, viewers, come on stream with me. You can run past me political ideas that you've been mulling over that you'd like to get my take on. You can uh, run past me investment questions if you want. Uh, None of this will be financial advice, obviously. uh, But I, I can't, like, people always send me tweets and DMs saying, like, should I buy a house? It's like, man like i need i need so much more information if i'm going to give you any sort of answer to that question. Uh, i don't know where you live, i don't know your income, i don't know your credit score. i don't know, i don't know anything. Uh, so these like boilerplate or like these broad based questions just as as a former money manager it's just pointless. It's pointless for me to try and answer. it. But on stream i can actually have a back and forth with you, a bit of a dialogue and it enables me to do that in a much more meaningful fashion. So if you'd like to support my work, 5 10 20 bucks a month, whatever you want to uh, contribute Really appreciate it. It helps me market the show, which helps get this message to more people, which I think if you've been listening for a couple of years now, you probably care about this show and you probably care about this message getting to more people. So this is your opportunity to help me in that process. Again, libertylockdown.locals.com to support my work. I am terribly sorry that the interview with Josie, aka the Redhead Libertarian, didn't work out. We tried last night. Her connection was a little too spotty. I tried again tonight. Again, the connection was a little too spotty. Uh, apparently, she has some work that's being done on her on her new home, and I guess we're just—it's—it's it's not meant to be this week. However, she thinks that those repairs will be completed by next week, and I—I I, my hope is that next Wednesday, give or take, uh, probably eight Eastern, we will be able to finally have that interview. Her analysis of constitutional issues has been tremendous over the past month because we've had such uh, a litany of incredible <laughs> rulings that have gone in our favor. I think that, uh, especially since Judge Knapp is out of town, uh, she will be the fill-in for the legend that is Judge Knapp in the constitutional analysis of some of these things and, and what it means to us, what progress has been made, what we need to be on the lookout for, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot to discuss, and I think that she's perfect to do so. Uh, she's also working for Tim Pooler, TimCast right now, and I, I'm i just thrilled to see someone that I think is is so intelligent in that field. So I wanted to have her back on to talk about that, talk about Everything that's happening since I last had her on, it's been, I don't know, probably six months. I had her on with James Lindsay. If you didn't check out that episode, you need to because it's incredible. Uh, I think it's done 20 plus thousand listens and views, and uh, people seem to really enjoy that one. I certainly did. We broke down the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, all of that. Uh, I don't know how it hasn't got nuked, but it hasn't. So enjoy it while you can. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will catch you soon. shout out to everybody that's been with me since jump street appreciate y'all